I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. I swear these other podcasts are just a waste of time. I'm skipping through them. I'd rather listen and change my mind. Wes and Nick always help me through my daily grind. Your favorite guys, your favorite lines, change my mind. Yeah. Ho, 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 prancers and dancers, and welcome back to a merry edition of the Change My Mind podcast. In fact, it's episode number 96, and of course, we're part of the hashtag Dorkshire Gooniverse, uh, along with Geeks Worldwide Radio, and of course, Midnight.fm, and we are the Undisputed People's Podcast. We are the podcast formerly known as The Prettiest, but we are reclaiming that title slowly but surely, and officially, we are the Ben Zobers of Podcasting Duos. I am Wesley Sykes through the... Other side of the ether is the Jerry Seinfeld to my Larry David, Mr. Nick Fryer, which is a couple of good mentions out there. Okay, I can live with that. I, I'm fine with that because I think Jerry Seinfeld now doesn't get enough credit. As much as his show was praised for being amazing and everything, and now like I'm talking about Seinfeld, not the comedians and cars getting coffee, which does get its due. Yeah, there, ripped off by like almost everybody. Well, yeah. So I like with with uh, Curb though. Everybody's like Curb's better, Curb's better because they swear and all this that whatever. Well, okay, yeah, but. Everything's funnier when it swears. I think it takes real talent to be to, to not swear and be funny. I mean, obviously, we can't do that because we swear all the time. Of course, yes. And, uh, you know, I'm not really debating whether who is better. I think they're both uh, great. But, but the reason why I bring it up is, uh, you know, of course, we're going to be discussing our top Christmas gifts. But I believe this is the fourth or fifth night of Hanukkah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. So I have some cabbage wraps uh, in my fridge right now for my stepmother, who is a practicing Jewish uh, woman here. So uh, I, I'll be diving into that after this year. So, uh, yeah, just get, getting, getting some good Jew food going in there. I did not know that you had a... So do you kind of celebrate Hanukkah in a way or recognize yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I've broken bread a few times. I've had matzo ball soup, you know. How I'll is that? Down, down for a Seder. It's really good. It's like meatballs. Oh, okay. All right. It's but not yeah. meat. No, I think it's uh it's like bread almost, right? It's uh matzah. Okay, yeah, I don't know what matzah yeah, un- unleavened yeah, bread. It's, I think it is. it's it's matzah. Yeah, that's what it is. Matzah yeah. ball soup. Yeah, but it kind of has like a meatball uh, consistency to it. Enough about uh, you know Jewish historical foods here. Into our intro intro question, uh, and this is a pr- very pressing matter. Would you rather have Doctor Strange's cape or Falcon's exo wings? You usually come up with pretty good questions that I feel like you know you can go either way and. Maybe this most people would – I think this one's just a no-brainer, Wes. I mean, the, look, don't get me wrong. Falcon's exo wings are cool, but how do you not go with Doctor Strange's cape in this situation? Well, it seems kind of like a jerk. Like it seems like he's kind of – or, or she is kind of calling the shots. It, you know, like you don't really have control over it. Well, but it also has your back through and through, clearly. We saw what happened against Thanos, throwing its life on the line. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah, saved him from Ebony Maw in, in Infinity War. Yeah, that too. But I mean, it, both Ebony Maw and Thanos in a day. Yeah. That, that's pretty impressive to me. I would want to have that person. If that person's calling the shots or individual thing, whatever, I'm I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, the Exo wings though, you know, just to give it some credit, because of course I think magic, uh, you know, is going to win, win out more often than not here. But to give, you know, those Exo wings cool, like you, I don't even need to be a superhero. I can just go from point A to point B you know, I'm not sitting on Route 3 traffic trying to get home, you know, from Boston or anything like that there. I can just, you know, as a crow flies, go go right over the bay, head home. I'd be totally fine with the XO wings. It's just if, if we're, you're asking me to pick between the two, the I'm taking the, the, the cape, no questions asked. As much as we learned in The Incredibles, no capes. 
I, I'm okay with capes. Now, the cape can still uh, – can it fly or does it just levitate? It flies. It flies. Okay. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's how Stephen Strange is able to fly whenever he does, right? Yeah. Does he fly or does he, like, levitate, though? That's kind I, of my question. I, I think he's able to do both. We've seen the cape fly. I know – because how else is it throwing it throwing itself in front of uh, Thanos? Like, when it, when it remember when he like, whispers it, uh, whispers it, don't let, it, let him close his hand? See, I thought it might be more like a peacock, like in a in a, a pinch, it could kind of fly, or like a turkey, it could fly up to like a couple of branches, but it's not like a bird of flight. I appreciate you making a callback to last episode. <laughs> That's yeah, you know, I figured it worked. Uh, and again, uh, just to reiterate, we're going to be discussing our top childhood Christmas gifts. So uh, we're digging back into a little Christmas nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, we had big news. Uh, I'm sure all of you have already heard this already, but uh, Disney's Investors Day. That's apparently a thing. Uh, that just wrapped up, and, and you know we're not going to go through and give you a rundown of everything that's already out there because, again, I'm sure there's three other shows probably within this universe that have already done that, yeah. uh, as well as everywhere else. So I think a, a good use of this space could be to power rank what we are most excited about, five through one, yeah. uh, and, then, and then maybe we have some honorable mentions or things we didn't like after that. But you know, number five, most excited thing from Disney's Investors Day, of course, Star Wars Marvel heavy news. Right. So, okay. So I'll start from the bottom. Um, the She-Hulk show, I'm very excited about because Kevin Feige is making it sound like we're going to see other characters mixed in. And, and look, that's very normal for Marvel. But to me, like when I start seeing everybody like, is it going to be Matt Murdock, Daredevil? Is it, are we going to see him mixed in? It makes a ton of sense given She-Hulk's background and her, uh, uh, her secret identity. Mm-hmm. I, and they have the rights to Daredevil back. Disney has that back now. So I would love to see that. Number four for me is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Just oh, okay. Image. I thought we were going to go to for Terry. Honorable mention for me was, was She-Hulk because a lot of the same reasons. I like the idea of kind of like a law thriller. You can kind of bring in a lot of maybe lower level superheroes or introduce them in that kind of way or give opportunities for – you know, crossover to bigger stars in a, in a different light. You know, this is kind of what I always said, what I wanted out of like a, a superhero show is to kind of see what goes on within the universe from day-to-day people. I know these are going to be superheroes, but I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see maybe more of like a day-to-day thing uh, as opposed to just like fighting space monsters and that sort of thing uh, for, for 30 minutes at a time. That's, I mean, I think it's, I, it, these shows have a ton of potential and this is a character I do not know a whole heck of a lot about just because Hulk's in her name. So I generally don't care, but I think she Hulk is a better character than the Hulk from what I've heard, at least from, from my money. So I'm definitely more excited about this than if we were going to get a Hulk movie or a, or a Hulk show. And, and of course we know that abomination, the guy who played it in the Edward Norton movie is going to be, reprising Roth, his, yeah. yeah, he's going to be reprising his role in this. So another thing to get excited about. Uh, yeah, and a lot of people were wondering. I think I heard this on the news dump for Mac and Goo, and they're wondering like, why Tim Roth? What's his connection? Again, I think the, the, it's it's Thunderbolt Ross, and I think you're going to see in the She Hulk and, and things come out with uh, Captain and the Winter Soldier and, and Black Widow. I think a lot of the espionage, uh, government kind of angle that they have with Shield and all this other stuff kind of going on. I think you're going to see that play out on on uh, MCU's ground game, so to speak. Yeah, that would be a great idea. I would love to see Thunderbolt Ross get, uh, turn into Red Hulk. We need it to happen. I mean, he's a, that's another kick-ass character. But what's your yeah. five? Yes, yeah, so my five is Shang-Chi. Not a lot came out about this. But again, this is a movie, a property that I'm still pretty uh, excited about from uh, what I've heard from a lot of like YouTubers, rumors, and rumor mills. Again, that it's going to be a um, Mortal Kombat, blood sport type of fight, like fighting championship thing. And if that's where they go... Uh, 
Bat, Bat, Bat Rock, the Leaper, Bat, Batron, the Leaper there, uh, George St. Pierre from uh, The Rock Soldier. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be uh, reprising his role with a couple, maybe maybe a mutant. Uh, someone has even uh, referenced maybe like an Omega Red uh, making an appearance in there. If you got Omega Red brought into that, then Shang-Chi goes right to the top of my power rankings. That would be- I believe that, that's, that's rumored out there. But again, a lot of these uh, these YouTubers were like right right on with this stuff. I love how you're, you and I are the, are the only two? Well, Goose, Goose is a journalist. I mean, right? Goose, count, does Radio Guy count as a journalist? Uh, well, he's working news, you know? Yeah, he's, so he's Goose, so yeah. And Keith, Keith, Keith to a somewhat uh, extent too, but I'd say Keith's more of an entertainer. I think, I think Billy's been in the uh, uh, press room, press box. Well, and, Billy and has, but he, Billy does all the graphics and stuff like that. It's a little bit different, I think. He, but either way, like you and I are the only like writers, like and, and, writer journalists, however you want to put it. And you love to go for the rumor people, <laughs> not what reporters are saying, or you know, semi-reports, however you want to look at it. You want to go with the rumor people. Well, yeah, like any good journalist, you got to be embedded. You got to you got to get down and dirty. You got to slide through the reddits. You got to be in the streets. The reddits, yeah. Oh God, I, a, lot, I, a lot of them turn out turn out right, man. If if you're uh, an undercover, you know, drug cop, you know, you gotta you gotta uh, talk to some sources. That's true. You know, maybe right. less than credible sources. Yeah, that yeah, that is true. Red, I still don't fully understand how Reddit works. Um, but anyways, Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes in at my number four, the trailer. Just because, look, it's, a, it's an awesome trailer, but I feel like we got um, – it, it gave us an idea of how this is going to look, but I already felt like we knew this was going to be good. The other stuff that mm-hmm. I have ahead of it was all new news that I wasn't aware of. And uh, and that's the only reason why it's ahead ahead of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's trailer. Yeah, and and that's my number two, and and I agree with you. It's, it wasn't a whole lot really to push me over to the top or get me more excited about it. But this was one of the series that I was most excited for. Um, that kind of buddy cop, and it looks like again that that Winter Soldier spy espionage thriller uh, type of vibe on there. So I'm really interested to see how that uh, dynamic works out. Um, so that, that's my number two. Uh, but my number four was the Ant- Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, again, mm. another nod to the YouTube uh, group. You know, they they had King the Conqueror uh, very early on in that. And I think you could also see him teased or set up or, or maybe even introduced in the Loki uh, series with, with the TVA uh, being involved. What is that, like the time variance? I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I forget, but it's like the time police pretty much. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's essentially what they are. Um, so I think that's going to be great. I think you're going to dive further into the quantum realm. Uh, the whole cast is coming back. Uh, so I think Janet Van Dyne is going to be something that you explore. And I think you see Kang the Conqueror uh, as the king of uh, that quantum realm city that's kind of flashed in the back. Yeah, Kang is uh, Kang's a huge addition, um, and that's Nathaniel Richards, which is not to be confused with the character that Doc took in uh in the draft which I, is I was Franklin, confused by that Franklin Richards I saw somebody bring that up and it, that is not the same person Nathaniel Richards so so who's who's Nathaniel Richards uh in relation to Franklin and, and, and the Fantastic Four I'm pretty sure he says he's related to Reed Richards but I don't know if there's ever if it's ever like proven or whatever because he's way from the future so okay. I think everybody assumes that he is and if he's saying he is and he probably is but I think there's like a shred of doubt with that. But I haven't. I don't. I don't really care much for the Fantastic Four, so um, I'm not as knowledgeable on that. But anyways, I think that one. I'm, I'm excited for that one too. I did. I didn't see that one coming. And but honestly, that these next three things kind of knocked my socks off. Um, especially the first two that I have on my list. Number three was Christian Bale uh, as Gore the God Butcher. Now I don't know a ton about this character. I know Doc was very very excited because somehow 
the way this all kind of plays out. This the necromancer could, sword, yeah. Yeah, or the this necro sword or something, yeah. Bring in Null, who's a character we now see in Venom, and then that's where you could bring in Venom. It's, it's like a the, Null, I don't know a ton about, but I, I do have that the, the series that he's in. I have that somewhere, but um, I'm, I think it's King in Black is the uh, the name of the series but anyways he's been brought into the venom comics and, and carnage and all that stuff and he's in symbiotes and whatnot so i'm very excited to see uh, if they bring him in that's another way that you can bring in the sony uh universe yeah and i i, I wonder like i'm sure sony's never going to shy away from an opportunity to make a, like a free buck off of mcu's back uh mm-hmm. but i wonder if they want to hold on to that symbiote sort of thing and then if you don't have something like captain marvel where it's like the scrolls, but they kind of talk or, or dark Phoenix, right? Isn't, wasn't dark Phoenix uh, or, or captain or maybe I'm confusing that, but I thought those two stories, storylines kind of like, yeah, there's, there's another, and they couldn't get the rights to uh, some of the actual titles of, of the characters. I think scrolls might've been, I think it might've been scrolls with dark Phoenix, but also we know with, with X-Men too, where they run issues with, uh, with rogue, like how she's, she's right, taking yeah. powers from captain Marvel when she was miss Marvel so that, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, but the West, the thing is with Null, as much as he's a new character. So I think you know, while you see him in the Venom comics, I would think that because he's been created since after the, the Sony um, Sony Marvel deal, that they would be able to bring him in no issues. I don't yeah, know I mean, that. I mean, that I, I have no idea. I'm just saying like that, that wouldn't surprise me if they just want to hold like the symbiote is like pretty, pretty tied closely to the Spider-Man lore and comics. And I think maybe, maybe they would want to hold on to that a right. little bit, but, 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 but I'm, before not, you, I'm not surprised by Gord, the God butcher though. Again, this was something that we've talked about on our program uh, that he was linked to again, to, to give credit to uh, a lot of the scoopers out there and a lot, a lot of like the, the rumor mills and stuff. This, this has been uh, linked to a lot of people were just hoping that it was going to be, uh, Beta Ray Bill or something, you know, like I, I don't think you get Christian Bale, someone of his caliber to put him in a CGI suit and stand yeah. in front of a green screen. Like, I think, you know, he's going to be more involved with this and I'm sure there's going to be special effects and stuff like that to him. But, but I, I might see it more as like, um, a Voldemort, like just from like the early looks of what Gore the God Butcher is, he seems to kind of have like that flat face. So I think you, there's probably an opportunity to do a lot of, um, you know, like physical, uh, uh makeup and that sort of thing instead of just CGI. That could end up being the case. That's a good call. I, I just think that, like, I look at this now. It's like Bale must look back at that Batman decision and think he was such an idiot because you're coming back into it. I get that it's Marvel and MCU and it's a different animal, different property and all that. But you got to feel like an idiot for for stepping away and because uh, who knows where they'd be now? If who knows? No, I don't think so. I think I think he was tied to Christopher Nolan. I don't think he was tied to DC. Maybe, but I mean, he was Batman. Like that's. Yeah, he but was, I think, I think he wants level. to be with good directors. You know, like this is obviously like Taika Waititi. You can trust him in his direction. Like I think that's what a, what an actor or someone who thinks as highly of himself that Christian Bale obviously does would do. Like I don't think he's going to be going to, uh, you know, Zack Snyder or Josh Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. Maybe fair enough. All right, what's your three? Uh, well, yeah, Secret Invasion. Uh, so th- this was the Nick Fury uh, title property that was kind of teased. I think we might have talked about this a couple months back when it, when it was teased as well. Um, but again, Secret Invasion, this is a topic that I'm very interested in uh, from a little bit that I know from the comic books. I got to be honest, Nick, you look very dark right now. Like You, you look very evil. You almost look like a, like a Sith Lord. Do yeah, I? Yeah, oh, I couldn't even see your eyes. You got the dark hood going on, the dark hair and everything. Yeah, Maybe it's a little bit of a foreshadowing. Ah, oh, there we go. There, yeah, that's that better. Actually, you're, you're. I can somehow see your face better now. Um, 
That's I, don't, I don't know how that works. Out. But anyway, uh, Secret Invasion on Blair. I'm, I'm excited to see what, where they go with that. <laughs> I'm surprised you're going with the Fury thing in all this. It gets, I, uh, I love me some Samuel, except yeah. in the other guys. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, that's – yeah. I think uh, – look, I don't think Marvel's going to miss on most of these if they do it all. But if Samuel Jackson's involved, then I can't keep the hood up the entire time. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> – it's really uncomfortable with the, uh, um, with the headset. But anyways, uh, I think – I haven't really thought a ton about it. Like, yeah, sure, I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be good. I, I hope I'm gonna watch it actually, because I never watched Agent Carter. But I guess if these are all gonna be on Disney Plus, then it's gonna be a lot easier for me to access. So I'll just, I'll definitely you know, work through all. And this. I think these are gonna be more cinematic than like uh, sitcom, you know, like not network TV shows. It is mind blowing, like like how different. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I, 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 but it blows my mind. Like watching, like watching Lucifer. I like that show a lot. But seeing, you know, it was originally on TV. It wasn't originally a Netflix show. Now it is a Netflix show. But seeing what that was like compared to some of the other shows, as much as I enjoy Lucifer, it's like, man, it's just, it's kind of robotic in the way that it kind of it doesn't, I wouldn't even say flows is the word I use, but the way that it moves. Strange. But yeah, hey, you know, that's, that's Lucifer for you. That's the devil. You know, he moves uh, in the pale blue night. Right? Yeah, in mysterious ways. Uh, the, so the there show. <laughs> now, this is. I put this as my number two, but this has potential to end up being, I think, the best show that comes out of all this. And this is the first Star Wars show that I'm mentioning. This came out of nowhere, The Acolyte. And it is a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets oh. and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So to me, I would think this we're going to be dealing with Plagueis and Palpatine. I really, really want to see... Um, pre-rule of two Sith stuff. Like, that would that would be great. I would love to be wrong. I mean, you can still have Palpatine and Plagueis and probably have pre-rule rule of two. But okay. I really get the inkling that that's what it's going to end, end up being. Either way, more Sith stuff, the better, Wes. Honestly, like, it is such a... They've done some cool stuff with it, but I feel like there's so much untapped potential still with the Sith. You mean like on on screen, as opposed to like comic books and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, and even they, like in comics, they've done it, and, and in prose, I believe they've done some stuff too. Like Darth Reaven was a character that I tweeted about the other day. I would love to see more of him. I've seen his look. I don't know if he has any comics, but even with Darth Maul, who's gotten two series in the comics, we did, I did an episode on it with Doc and TLDR. He's only had two series, I believe. So there's a lot more to do outside of Darth Vader, of course. Vader gets his due and has plenty of sure, stuff. Sure, yeah. Who doesn't? I want more of the other guys. Yeah, I I uh, couldn't be more opposite for you. I just I don't I don't care. Like it just doesn't ignite it for me. All the Star Wars stuff. Um, I was I haven't been in on the Mandalorian. Uh, everything that I've heard has been kind of spotty uh, for the most part. So it hasn't really like you know, really wanted to pull me in yet. Uh, so I, I'm out on all this Star Wars stuff. I, I told you Falcon and the Winter Soldier was my number two. My last one uh, was the Loki trailer. I thought that's going to be be fantastic. I was most excited about that. It took me a split second to realize I was Owen Wilson in the elevator with the gray hair and everything. Really? So, uh, so I was like, "Oh, who is that?" And then you kind of catch on to the voice and that that kind of uh, you know is is the way he talks and that sort of thing. Uh, but I think this looks very exciting. Uh, this looks like he's gonna. This is gonna be a situation almost like Forrest Gump, from what I was understanding, where you know Forrest inserts himself into real life events. Like I think Loki's gonna be inserting himself at different points in time. Um, and, and kind of living out real life uh, events that happen. Like I think there's some sort of heist 
uh, that that I, I was reading that it was being alluded to that actually happened where this guy got away with an airplane and jumped out of a uh, an airplane with like a, a parachute. And you never see him again. And that's supposed to be the scene with um, uh, uh, Loki getting taken off in the Bifrost when he's like Thor and, and uh, oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. There's an, the other thing too was he recreated an image from the comics where I believe he was like running for office or whatever, and he's in like a suit, and he ha- when he has his helmet, his headpiece on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? There's a, an image of that in the comic, so I don't, I never read that, but I, this show looks outstanding, Wes, and I expect nothing less. Like top, Loki, he, I, I think because he became a good guy later on in the MCU, people don't look at him as the best, one of the best villains necessarily in the MCU. I don't think he gets his due, but he's an outstanding character. I, I don't, and I think Tom Hiddleston's a good actor too. So I have, oh, yeah. The ultimate faith in this. He might be, this might be a hot take, but he might be like a top seven MCU character. I don't think that's that hot of a take. And maybe we need to do something along those lines. Yeah, hey, maybe we'll, we'll file it back there. Yeah, because I think that's a I think that's a good idea. But uh but my that did not make my list, but again, I like that falls under the same umbrella as Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. Like I already knew about it, so I, I yeah. mean like I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get a little trailer bit- that we actually got. And again, it looks like it picks up like right after the events of Endgame, you know, as soon as he gets his hands on the uh um Tesseract too. Right. Like that the only thing that I had on this list that we didn't on my list that I knew about already was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And that just is because that's the show I'm most excited about because yeah. I'm really hoping that Winter Soldier doesn't suck. And it doesn't look like he's going to suck. I'm very yeah. – <laughs> you think he's going to suck still? No, no, I don't think it's going to suck. I think oh, this is no, the him end specifically. Of- oh. Um, My apologies. I cut you off. No, no, no. no, no go. I cut you off here. You know, I, I'm I'm turning a new leaf. I'm going to be uh, more gentlemanly here. I cut this. This is my fault. Uh, please, please carry on. <laughs> you, I was just saying. I hope he doesn't suck. And you were saying that he's not going to be the it's the end of emo Bucky. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be the end of emo Bucky. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. So my number one with a bullet is the Ahsoka Tano show. Just just labeled Ahsoka. I think she's an awesome character. She's one of my top four favorite characters in star Wars. I don't, I wouldn't say she's my number one. I think Maul and Cad Bane are my one, two punch. Sure, um, not, yeah. not necessarily in that order. And then Boba Fett's in there. Ray is in there as well, but I think she's just outside my Mount Rushmore, but um, I think this is going to be a great show. And this, I believe takes place right around the time of when the Mandalorian is going on too. So a lot of opportunities there. We don't know where things are going to end up with Mandalorian. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of gotten crazy. So, and I forgot to make a note about that, but, it's kind of gotten crazy, and I think um, depending on what direction they go in, it could help Ahsoka show be even better than we already expect it to be. So is, it, is it Ahsoka or Ashoka? Ahsoka. A-H-S-O-K-A. I feel like I've heard it like every way, you know, both ways, like 50% of the time. Whoever's saying Ashoka should be sent, launched right into the sun. Just not a real fan. I think I think you're exposing yourself there. I think that is a great point. How do you like this is lazy? Ashoka? How do, yeah. Just, yeah, I, I, just I, read. It's A H. Who would call Ashoka? I, maybe people have uh uh you know dyslexia. Who who, who knows? Well who, who are we to judge. A couple of things that I, I wanted to mention that I'm not crazy about armor wars. Like what, what are we doing, John, Don Cheeto and War Machine? Like can we just end this Iron Man saga? You know, like I, I think it's, it's, they're just trying to draw blood from a stone at this point, especially Don Cheadle, War Machine. Like, l- let's just close the book on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, I'm, I'm like, you know, Armor Wars, bottom of the barrel, you know, and then maybe somewhere up to the middle towards like the better of the, of the worst things that I'm not excited for. The Guardians holiday special. 
I'm just not sure what this is. Like, I want Guardians of the Galaxy. I know they just came out today and said 2022, 23. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be coming out. For, I forget which, which, but they actually gave you know an official release date for it. And Chris Pratt, uh, Star Lord, is apparently bisexual. Uh, that was also news today. Um, oh. So yeah, so yeah, which makes sense because he's a you know a bit of a space you know man whore. So yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, open to a little bit of everything, you know. Um, but the, but the Guardians holiday special, like I just I just want the movie. Like I don't know what this is. Like oh know. come on, let's have a little fun. I, I feel like they had to come out with like some sort of Guardians news, and they said we don't have anything. We're gonna do this, uh, and we're just gonna happen to shoot it while we're also shooting Guardians of the Galaxy. I wonder if they're making these changes to. I wonder if they're having that, and then making the changes to Star Lord to help kind of deal with Chris Pratt ruffling some feathers on, uh, you know, with the way he's handled politics or not handled politics. I don't know. I have not. Yeah, wh- whatever. Whatever people's mad about. I haven't followed that story. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's a thing. Uh, yeah, so I, I think this was to save probably probably some PR. <laughs> I, okay. I, don't know. I think both of them are that. I think the same thing goes with the holiday special. But I think yeah. the holiday special would be stupid. I mean, it's yeah, stupid I mean, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid, fun, lighthearted. Like if if it's that, or if it kind of leans into it, then then sure. I'm just oh. it's not what I wanted in Guardians news. That's part of the reason why I'm. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's the whole cast, James Gunn, that whole thing. So how I bad could it really be? But yeah. I think I think that I think it's pretty fair, but like that's so that's those, those are really they new developments was the Star Wars stuff, and then we saw like there's going to be a Buzz Lightyear movie too with Chris Evans as the voice of of Buzz Lightyear instead of Tim Allen, which is you know a little surprising, but yeah. maybe, maybe I'll see it. And but there's other they did a I think Disney did an outstanding job. There was so much stuff. I mean, it was for two people who didn't know it was coming. I remember looking on Twitter and be like, what the hell? And I should have known because Casey let me know on uh in our like you know geeks worldwide chat and yeah i should have known i get on twitter it's like what the hell is going on <laughs> star wars shows hey and there's marvel stuff it was it was it was a great day crazy day great day but that's really the only like news that came out of last week outside of the results for the dorkshire gooniverse superhero draft which we have not talked about no. on air since it happened because that was on tuesday after we aired our show uh, or recorded our show on monday yeah, so and and this was uh, from from what I could gather a smashing success. So uh, you know, congratulations to you, sir, for organizing all of this. This was uh, a great job here, uh, and, and it came down to yeah, you know, what what Matt put together on power rankings. Right? Was that is that one two? Um, Unbelievable. Un- so first of all, it was also Wes's idea in the first place. So good job on that. Hey, and so teamwork that makes dream work, and. Yes, uh, and a lot of people had a helping hand in it. Doc helped out a ton too. Billy put some stuff together that was great. Shine yeah. was the host, and of course, wound up winning. Knack put together the power rankings, and then everybody else did a great job, uh, just having a good time. That's that's what all we wanted to do was give everybody something you know to enjoy for on the holiday, something different where everybody's involved. But um, but yeah, I, I like Mac put it together, and it was all chalk until. Yeah. The, the championship round, which is amazing. I mean, and then which is exactly what you want. And it came down to a coin, coin flip. I think it was like 56 43, maybe, maybe yeah. at most, uh, with Crazy. uh, Chime taking down Davy. Davy was the top seed there. And I think it was like 150 votes, somewhere around 125, 150 votes or so. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good turnout, I would say, all in all. Uh, you know, a lot Davey, of passion in it too. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, passion. A lot of passion. Uh, not even just from the contestants, but from from the audience there too. So that was great uh, to get to get that audience and, and viewer uh, input in there. But you know, Davy's team seemed to be 
um, you know, technically top notch, right? It's 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 Superman Prime plus a million or whatever whatever that is, right? Superman Prime one million, yes. Yeah, uh, One Punch right. Man, uh, Green Lantern, and, and what's the other one? About? Uh, Flash and Silver Surfer. That's it. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. So yeah, when you, I, I mean, honestly, Dave Davies team was very much OP, but I mean, like I. Shine did not. His team did not have slouches. I, I still think that my team should have ranked been ranked higher than Shine's. Obviously, he wound up beating me in the polls. Doctor Manhattan uh, was was a great choice. Doctor Manhattan's a ridiculous choice. Uh, Shine has the advantage of taking a manga character, which I mean, look when you're coming down to a fan vote, that's going to make a difference. And I think, honest to God, I was talking to my brother about it because he watched it, really enjoyed it. He thought you, you're, he loved your team. By the way, well, some people got it. <laughs> yeah. so, some, some people got it. Hey, you won the first, you won the preliminary round match, right? You beat Rossi and, and a nail biter too down yeah. to the final moments i think i think i pulled it out in the final moments i think it was 51 49 or something like that hey you still did it that's all that matters yeah hey i, I got it yeah that's all that matters but i i rogue does not get her due and it really annoys me because she's one of my absolute favorite marvel characters period forget x-men characters like she's yeah. all, one of my favorite superheroes period Blame Brian she, Singer. she like yeah seriously well it's that and you don't have uh, like you, I, they just they could have figured out a better way to use that character um, I know that you, the Miss Marvel part is is missing, but take some liberties. Like if you can mm -hmm. give her, could you not give her the power still and just say she was already super strong and she can absorb other people's powers? And I think if that had happened, then people would have a lot more respect for Rogue than uh, than she gets. And she because she's she, okay. Superman Prime Williams, one million is indestructible and he can give everybody the powers. She can steal someone's life force and steal their powers if they have powers. So she can get his powers. Like I don't, I, I, like I don't understand what's the. Yeah, confusion. I mean, in theory, it makes sense. I hear you. You know, and I think I think Shime's team. What what did, what did that end up being? That was uh, Wolverine, uh, which I think probably it was a fan favorite. But but you know, Wolverine in, in a battle be. probably kind of hurts him. You know, maybe a little bit. I mean, obviously he's, he's in the ground. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you got a lot of flying going on, I mean, you have Goku and you have yeah. Thor. There's going to be some flying going on, and then Green Lantern. All all guys yeah, can fly except for him. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he had Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, and then Davey had Barry Allen, um, the Flash. So um, yeah. a couple other guys got let off the board. But yeah, it was it was so I had so much fun with it, Wes. I mean, it, we both both got a win out of it. It was great, you know, and Davey edged out Keith, and Keith, you know, obviously brings oh. his own uh sort of clout there in the battle of the two dorks, but uh he also was bringing with him Batman too, which I think was a you you know a heavy favorite in a lot of previous polls that they've done. So I think think yeah. that you know Keith came in with that mindset and uh you know really probably executed on that draft strategy. I thought I thought Goose was an interesting choice because he went with all Marvel uh, MCU characters pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, Vision, Doctor Strange, Wanda, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. I forget who the fourth Rocket. one was. Uh, Rocket Raccoon. Again, yeah. So you know I, he went very popular, went very uh, surface level, but again very strong. Uh, you know, magical power um, yeah. uh, characters there too. And he and, all kind of got burnt too. He almost beat Keith too, Wes. Like that's yeah. not he, Keith. Like didn't he didn't just lose to Davy? He barely got past Goo too. Yeah, that Keith was uh, probably in like the, the group of death, if you will. Uh, you know, he probably had the toughest road. I mean, sure. I I, I guess yeah. I guess he did. Yeah. I guess I guess Keith did in the end. But I don't know how, how would like what if I faced what if I faced Goo? Would I have beaten Goo? Like I, I, I maybe I was ranked higher than him. I shine, I know beat me comfortably, but Doc had yeah, a good time too. But I think people again, once you get into like the vote thing, it becomes less about who's better to deal with an Omega level threat and more like, yeah, a little bit of a popularity contest, a little bit of uh teaming up one against one v one sort of thing. Mm. 
Yes, yeah, and more and less about like dealing with Thanos or, or you know. Maybe we'll format it that directly that way if we do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's you know it's almost impossible to to uh, uh, not have that. You know, I think that's just going to happen almost subconsciously when, when you're mm -hmm. voting on. It. You're like, all right, which team do I like better? Or then you're inevitably going to like put them up against one another. Right, right, but uh, all around, I mean, and Billy, Billy's approach was well. Okay, hold up, Rossi was ranked ninth. And as much as your team had zero powers, I mean, Squirrel Girl obviously is no joke. But she's an Omega level threat. She's like right, right around there, if not. So you like Rossi's team deserved to be nine because just felt like I just felt like, what are you doing, Rossi? But Billy taking Spider Man number one overall. We didn't talk about that enough. That was yeah. wild. What yeah, a uh, friendly neighborhood Spider Man. But again, if if you're picking with your heart there, I, I have a tough time, um, you know, going against that. But to deal with an Omega level threat, I'm, I don't want someone who's uh, shooting web shooters, you know. He had Homelander, which I understand, but also Homelander's a little like he's a rogue, and Captain and he's America. not really that powerful, right? The, those heroes like aren't really that powerful. Homelander, they're, they're on drugs. Homelander. I think I think if you take him outside of the uh, boys' universe and you put him up against, say, Superman um, or or Hyperion, even or uh, Superman Prime plus a million. Green Lantern, like some of these other ones, like I don't, I don't think he would uh, stand a chance. He'd take on Green Lantern. He'd be he's, fine he's there, too bro. busy like jerking off on the city. <laughs> well, that's that's a good point. I, I don't know how like, how committed you can keep him to a fight. There is definitely concern. I can't even remember who Billy's last pick was in all this. Nah. Yeah, but anyways, it was a fun time, and um, hopefully we can do something again. I mean, you know, and if Mac wants to get involved again next time, or wants to be involved next time, then maybe we'll I don't think he wants to. I think I he think... likes his position of of decision maker. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think he did. A, I think he did a great job with it. I mean, clearly, we can't really complain about his power rankings that much. He got it yeah. all right. Yeah, shocker. Um, like, We're running long here. Let's go to your your uh, comic book minute. Okay. So, all right. We have so a little bit of news came out this week, and I tweeted about it. Um, Batman Urban Legends has been announced, and this is going to have cool. this is going to be an anthology series. Chip Zdarsky is involved. Doc loves this guy. He's he writes Daredevil, and uh, I have not read Daredevil yet, but I will be at some point down the line. I did buy the first trade of that, at least Zdarsky's run, and uh, so he's writing Red Hood. Then Grifter is going to be involved too, which for those who haven't read comic or Maybe didn't read the Image comics when Jim Lee first went there, but that he's part of the Wildcats. Uh, but he is a Jim Lee property, so he brought over to DC. And then I think there's a thing with uh, with Harley Quinn involved too, and all this. But it's a six issue anthology series starting in March. I'm very excited about it. I am very much in. If Doc's not reviewing it for Geeks Worldwide, I know I will be for sure. I think I think I saw I don't know I saw someone I follow on Twitter kind of passing around those the photos of Grifter, and he kind of looks like I thought he was like a Red Hood variant almost. He, he looks kind of like. Red Hood with that mask and everything, but there's some slight differences. Um, yeah, but he's cool. He's a cool character. He's got a great look. I thought they were like introducing a new Red Hood. Gotcha. Well, he. I was like, who is this grifter? And then and I'm like, oh, it's not even like necessarily the same thing. Yeah, yeah he's actually uh, he's actually been around longer than uh, Red Hood has. Not Jason Todd, I don't think, but Red Hood for sure. Okay. Right, uh, at least that. that iteration. But anyways, uh, Death Metal issue six is out this week, and this event has been crazy. I actually finished reading that not too long before the show. I got to write the review for Geeks Worldwide, which will be out the same day this episode drops, and um, it, it's available digitally at that point too. This is the penultimate issue, and it's frigging crazy. And honestly, I get a little bit of goosebumps. Because, and what's, <laughs> without going too far into it, obviously because I can't spoil anything, but 
when I'm starting to, I, I feel like I've gotten an idea as we've gone along, like what is going to happen. And I still like I have a, a pretty good idea, but then a couple things happen in this issue where I'm like, wait a minute. All right. It, it's going to go in this direction, but it, there are a couple ways it can go after that too. So yeah. I, I've been very, I mean, look, Scott Snyder's right now. And obviously it's like a choose your own adventure, like a goosebumps. Sure. Yeah. It's, I, I seriously got goosebumps when I was reading this. Oh, um, nice. Well done. Well but, done. Yeah, but if you've been uh, reading the, the tales of the, uh, from the Dark Multiverse issues that they've been doing off of this, there's the Crisis on Infinite Earths issue coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Deadpool 9, been reading that. It's been great. Oh, I got to read Wolverine Black, White, and Red, the first issue. The second issue's out this week. Very much worth everybody's time. And I don't know if it's the same people involved, but last issue was like three stories within the issue, three different writers, different artists and everything. I breezed through that thing. And like, it's not like this quick, simple read, but it's like, I, I loved it. I imagine this one's going to be just as awesome too. So I, I highly recommend that. All right. Um, first issues uh, coming out this week, uh, King in Black. So that was what we were talking about before with Null, the Immortal Hulk mm-hmm. spinoff series. Um, I guess there's a series for this. I, I don't know. There's so many with the Marvel events. And then Black Cat issue one is also out uh, this week. And then just one other thing, um, Once in Future 14. Doc talked about it on TLDR a while back. I'm up to date on it. Doc's reviewing that. Really enjoy that book. I cannot recommend that enough to everybody who's at all interested in comics. That's a Boom Studios book. All right, nice. That's and then then uh, what do you got coming up on TLDR? Anything? Uh, well, anything uh, well, it looks like. Well, I will say it looks like not this week, but the following. We may try and do a holiday special, and we also decided for our year-end episode, we're we're going to do an annual kind of looking back at um, some of the stuff we've talked about this year. Maybe some things we haven't talked about. Um, but yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're very excited about that. But this week, you know, Wednesday, normal time, run one thirty on uh, on Wednesday. And uh, make sure if you haven't listened already, we talked to Colin Bunn, dropped that episode last week, yes. talked to him about his new book with AWA Bite Size, and talked about Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, Darth Maul. It was because he's written all those characters too, so fun stuff. But, yeah, and that, that's a strong name, Colin Bunn. I like that. It kind of rolls off the tongue well. It does roll off the tongue well. Now, are you ready? for our main topic that you came up with today. And honestly, Wes, as I was getting prepared, I'm like, this is such a relaxing topic for once. Yeah, it's fun. You know, we're not we're not going at each other's throats here. We're not in the <sighs> debates, uh, the courtroom at the debate podiums this week. We're just going to go down uh, memory lane, if you will, here. Uh, and talk about our top uh, Christmas gifts from childhood, of course. Christmas is what, uh, 11 days away? Is that is that right? Am I math right on that? I think you are correct. And by the way, speaking of Christmas and the debate podium, if you guys haven't already, if you're watching us on the live stream, you can go to Public and get our stuff on sale. I believe it's the last sale of the year. 35% uh, off up to, uh, if, I, if I saw that correctly? Yep, but you can buy it anytime, but we try and let you guys know when it's on sale because hey, we get it. You want to save money. Uh, why, why wouldn't you? But anyways, back to the uh, top Christmas gifts. Yes, exactly. So we're going to go uh, kind of tip for tat here, talk about uh, some of our favorite childhood Christmas gifts, uh, starting from 10 to one here. Okay. So, uh, Nick, you know, I will give you the honors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before age here. Okay. Uh, so the first, so th- this was actually surprisingly tougher for me than I would have guessed because I've definitely gotten some cool stuff in recent years and I do have stuff from recent years, but one toy that I absolutely loved getting as a kid was the Luke Skywalker lightsaber. And mm. I, re- I believe I got another one, uh, as I got all, you know, when the Phantom Menace stuff came out too, but I got, I was a green saber guy personally. The lightsabers that they make now, Wes, if you see them at a Comic-Con, they're friggin' ridiculous. And I don't know if the kids get those, but the ones this that we- This is like the one where you like flip it out and it comes out, right? Yes. Like, 
Yeah. Yes. The ones now that like the, the sick ones now are like a white, like a white pole and they, and it just lights up and they, you can actually like fight with them kind of these you could as kids, not so much mm -hmm. as adults, but I look back on it. I love Darth Maul. I didn't appreciate him enough when he first came out. My brother was one that wound up getting the Darth Maul lightsaber and that was sick too. Yeah, I, the, the lightsabers, again, I, I, admittedly, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I watched all the uh, anthology ones, you know, not, not all the spinoff uh, stuff that's come, come out since. But, you know, who didn't want a lightsaber as a kid to play with? Yeah, like, I think that's the ultimate toy. The Darth Maul one is sick. Abs you're absolutely right. But, you know, the green lightsaber, you know, every, that, that's, like, iconic, right? Everyone wants that. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, how, I, how old you got an age here? Uh, well, the, I want to say before 10 for sure. Okay. I, I think this, I think I ended up getting two. I just can't remember what the color of the second one was, but I think the first one I was probably like seven or eight. My brother actually always had the red lightsaber. He got Vader's too. My brother's a, wow. I, I, I just realized I, sh I should start asking myself some questions about my brother. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, you know, I, I'm actually going to be interviewing someone. This is a little, little side topic uh, on a book that I'm currently reading. He's a sports psychologist where it comes out that, uh, that says he's done research, scientific research that, that proves that the younger sibling is the better athlete in the family. He was definitely more, I would say he's more athletic than me. Yeah. Like, so I, it's, 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 it's like the 2019 U S uh, women's soccer team that won the gold medal. Uh, like two thirds or like three quarters of that team were younger siblings. Yeah, I, I, I crazy. Totally, yeah, I, uh, I can. I no, that that doesn't blow my mind. I don't know. I gotta be honest with you, but anyway. No, I, you know, I never really thought about it, but when you actually like think about it, like it makes sense. But it's like, ah, oh, well, that's interesting. But uh, I say that because you're an older brother. I'm a younger brother, uh, seven mm -hmm. years uh, junior to my brother that's here. So I, I got a couple of nice photos here I want to share with you. Uh, so this is this is you know. Can, can you guys see here? We got this pulled up. This oh, is look at that. Jay Sykes and his youth here uh, putting together a just a just a pristine gingerbread cake, uh, gingerbread house, I should say. Rocking with the University of Arizona Wildcats hat. Is that what that is? I was wondering what kind of hat that was. Oh yeah, it's it's a good one. Then we then we have uh, my brother and, and a childhood friend of ours building. Look at that snowman. Look at, look how big that snowman is. That's a huge snowman. It's gigantic. Uh, how about that? I'm the, I'm the, the little rascal in the middle there with the Mighty Ducks uh, hat. Oh, it looks, like, on. It, uh, looks like one of the hats from – I think I might have had a hat like that. The Mighty Ducks were so cool as kids. Like even oh, like, yeah. I, I didn't watch the, the movie as much as a kid. Like I liked it. But no, but the gear. The, the gear and the cartoon too. I, yeah. I actually, That didn't make my list, but I got some Mighty Duck cartoon action figures as a kid, and I love that show. That show was awesome. You see my brother with the nice uh, – I think that's the Charlotte Hornets starter uh, pullover jacket there who didn't have one of those growing up. And look, this is Mama Sykes here with my brother and just yeah, Wessel with the, with the green on green with the track pants, just ready, ready to jump in off the bench. Oh, my God, Wes. <laughs> Look at that bowl cut with the part like that. That's some, that's some top notch hair there. If I do that's some classic vintage. And then last look at the, look at that guy. The gap to smile there. Me, me and the bro again. Charlotte Horn is my brother. Big big Charlotte Horns fan. Larry Johnson fan. Uh, I think he just liked the Hornets. I think that's just that's just what it was. But we'll get back to more uh, pressing matters here. You know, my number ten uh, favorite item was was bootleg rap mixtapes from my cousin Mike. My cousin Mike. Uh, you know, he lived in Rockland. He was in the streets. He, he, uh, you know, I like to say I was, you know, knee deep in the rap game. He might've been waist deep. So he always kind of kept me going good. Uh, took me to Eblins for the first time when I was a kid, you know, cash only type of place. Uh, but, but big Mike diplomats, DJ who kid, 
DJ Clue and Desert Storm, like all that stuff. Like, you know, when mixtapes were like really, really popping off, he was my go-to rap source. Well, I, I owe a lot of my rap knowledge today to him. So he's my number 10. That is so on brand. Yeah, you know, it's not, <laughs> but, you know, like I wasn't allowed to have, um, for a long yeah. time, like cursed music. So he would kind of like sneak this to me and stuff like during Christmas. So, so he wouldn't mom, even t- like your mom didn't even know you got the gift. No. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, that's a good. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's good cousin. A, it's a good cousin. That's a great cousin. How much older was he than you? Uh seven. Seven years old, just like my oh, brother. Him and my brother are a month apart. So there you go. All right. So that brings me to my number nine. Now this gift, I will. I can promise everybody, I did not get this as a kid because if I did, it would be kind of weird. This actually is a gift from one of my exes, and this is oh. the best gift I've ever gotten from an ex. I would say I've gotten some good ones. Oh, I was after college. I know oh, that for okay. sure. So, so childhood, so, yeah. So like 24, 25. I think it was 24. Yeah, still so, a child. Yeah, I'm still, I would say some <laughs> of the stuff I have now, I, I'm definitely still a child. But this was actually a, uh, this is a Moon Knight flask. You've and shown me this before, yeah? I have, okay, yes. Yeah, so I may have shown it on the show too. I'm not certain. But I absolutely love this thing. Um, And it's like old comic book strips. I think she got it on Etsy. But this is honestly what I mean. This is for me when I think about the gifts that I've gotten in life, this is a no-brainer. I mean, this is when too I was like really getting into learning more about New Moon Knight. I, I heard about him from the – I think Conscious of Champions. I hadn't seen much from him before. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I was like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm in love with this character. And – you know, she didn't find it too weird at the time. So and she so she went and got that and found it on it. This is I think I got oh. her an Aladdin DVD because she loved that movie. So I was like, I don't know. Oh, oh she, man. He liked there, it a lot. It couldn't have been a very serious relationship if that's if you had like a ten dollar cap on one another. I guess no, like I got her other stuff too. I think no, I think we had just started like we had just kind of started dating. Like, I don't think this was that expensive of a gift, as awesome as it was. Yeah, I know. So is it a display item or do you actually use it? It's a display item. I don't use it. I mean, I'm sure you could, but I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a flask, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, uh, PlayStation Two video games. I don't think I got PlayStation Two as a uh, Christmas gift. I believe that might have been a uh, birthday gift. But a couple of games I just remember being very excited about. You know, I feel like a lot of this as as kids and kind of growing up in, in our generation, it's it's systems, consoles, video games, a lot of those things. Even though I don't really play them anymore, but uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two. GTA, Vice City, San Andreas, those type of games. Like, and I always like again would wait. Like, I wouldn't buy them myself. I would wait until like my friends would have them. I would play them, and then like my mom would buy them for me for Christmas or something like that. But WWF SmackDown, just bring it. Probably one of the most underrated PlayStation Two game or wrestling games there is. I love to just it had the Rock on the cover, obviously, uh, and then you have MVP Baseball 2005. So those are some some you know greatest hits of of the PlayStation Two video games. I am going to talk more about uh, – I will touch on play, the PlayStation stuff a little bit later on on my list. So I'm going to – I want to save that, like my, my takes on all that for now, if that's okay with you. Yeah, hold off. Okay, all right. So that brings me to my number eight, which I still also have in my position. And this one I definitely did get as a kid. This is a Legolas Two Towers action figure. Toy and, Boy in the yes. house. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, Legolas is my guy through and through. I've grown to appreciate Aragorn more through the years. I always thought he was an awesome character, but I just, I don't know. I think I've, as I've kind of appreciated character development a little bit more in time, I've learned to you know, love him more because sure. you know, Legolas is pretty much the same always. As as badass as he is, I also got Gimli for Christmas, and my brother wound up getting Aragorn and uh, and Gandalf, so we kind of had the whole set. And you know, we Did were- you guys play with him? Like, did, you, or did you ever play with action figures as a kid? 
Yeah, I think I more did that. Like I would play with his action figures by myself, and then he would kind of do it with it, my guys by himself sometimes. I didn't like that wasn't a thing he and Never I did. Dreams. No, that wasn't. I mean, maybe we did a little bit, but not a ton. Um, especially not at that age, because Lord of the Rings came out in like '03, so I would have been or somewhere somewhere around that time, '03, '06 range. Um, so I would have been yeah. sixth grade ish. You know, in that time, before I was in sixth grade, I think so. But yeah, I love, I loved it. We played, we would play the video games together. Like those, and those were friggin' awesome. I mean, Lord of the Rings video games. Yeah, yeah. of course. You have, a, have a brother the same age like that. Yeah, that's good. Definitely. Good spot. Okay, so you're number eight. So I'm on number eight here. Okay, I got to pull this up. So this is uh, came out in 1989. So I can't remember. I remember this was a Christmas gift, and I, I don't know if this was for my brother or for me, but I remember we got a 14 inch. Fully plastic, like arms, you know, arms and legs could be bent, head could be bent. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo figure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up here. Um, where, where am I here? All right, let's, let's see if I can add it to the stream. This guy, you can nice. buy it for twenty five dollars right now on eBay. Fourteen inches. Good. One of my best friends, actually, the best man at my wedding, Tim Izzo, had uh, like Raphael and Don. Had, had like the whole set, so we all used to bring them to get uh, or to go over for like sleepovers and that sort of thing. Would bring them all over, and then you have like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there with you in the sleepover. Fourteen inches. I mean, pretty hollowed out. You know, could take a beating. You could throw it. You know, anywhere. You know, rip, super durable. Great, great toy. So that's like hard plastic. That's not like one of the bendy toys or whatever. Oh no, no it's hard plastic. Fourteen inches, Wes. Yes. Yeah. Look. Look at this. Look at this guy. Jesus. Yeah, I definitely had some bigger toys as a kid too, but I I don't I like I definitely grew out of those fast. I'm like I prefer three, six, seven inch, like you know. But if you're getting fourteen inches, oh yeah, that was that was like a cuddle monster. Yeah, you could take that to bed with you. Okay, See, you yeah, I never did that. Was with, comfortable per se? But that's I never did that with plastic toys. I because it just never felt it always felt really weird. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. it's no, that. right to me. So. All right, now this I do not own anymore. My number seven on my list, um, and there are other. Um, so this is a jersey, a particular jersey, but I've got other sure. cool jerseys through the years. I got like a Brian Wilson jersey T-shirt, which I love. I got that. Oh yeah, college. here the beard. Yeah, and I yeah exactly, and I cut that into like a, a tank top eventually because it was you know Brian Wilson, Brian of course, Wilson. Right? yeah, on yeah. brand right with his stuff. Ken Griffey Jr. Reds jersey. I got one of those. My oh. Piazza Mets jersey. My Piazza is my guy. Was it was it the uh, vest like the button down vest jersey? It was not the vest. It was that's a, when they had it, right? They kind of like changed it for. Yeah, him. I think that was right. It was the white ones that I were. I think in, so. Yeah. yeah, this was actually all red, and it was like um, it was like vented. You know what I mean? So it was like a BP top kind of, but I think it was actually their jersey back then. Okay, uh, that was sick. But this is. I did not ask for this. My parents were really good about this. They would find stuff for me that was like random and cool. And I didn't know what, like this is because my dad's a child still in his fifties, but he could find stuff that was random that I, he knew I would like. And I didn't even know that I wanted in this case, it was a Jason Terry uh, throwback Hawks jersey. I believe this is the St. Louis Hawks era. I think pistol Pete Maravich wore these, but I got this thing and I was like, what the hell? Where Wait, I, I, first of all, I wasn't a big Jason Terry guy, but I was like, this looks so cool. So, I and this is when the Hawks were awful. They had nothing going for them except for these like kind of crazy unis. Like they were like, I feel like one of the first teams to kind of go back to like these like kind of like untraditional colors of their uh, of their team. 
Yeah, so I was all in on this thing. I wore this for a few years. I think my brother, see, it's funny. I got Jason Terry out of nowhere and was like, okay. Like at first, like, what the hell? But then I loved it. And then my brother, I think, got a Ricky Williams Dolphins jersey. I think oh. it was around that time. So it was a very odd uh, <laughs> trade off. Like, well, what, what were you, was your brother a pothead or something? Or I, My brother, as we're going through this, I'm starting to realize more and more he liked a lot of questionable characters Darth Maul, Darth Vader, and Ricky Williams. Yeah, well, Ricky Williams is a good guy. You know, he's. He's, he's trying to do good in the world right yeah anyway, yeah sure he's de- definitely not a not on the level of darth maul and darth vader i will say that yeah absolutely uh some some of my favorite jerseys i have a lamar odom clippers jersey that i still love to love to wear and it just gets better and better because of like everything that's happened off the, it's like aged really well but I was, when i was looking back through those photos uh when i was at my dad's house last night i had this awesome black pinstripe scotty pippen uh bulls jersey so it was oh. black with white stripes on it, you know? So it was nice. like an alternate or like road jersey or something. But Scotty, you talk about like kind of obscure. Like everyone had Jordan. That was kind of it. Like I wanted, you know, the the someone that not everybody had. That was Scotty Pippen. Yeah, I did. I, that's a good one. I, Tracy McGrady on the on the Magic. I had a, a big Vince Carter uh, fan, you know, who wasn't. Oh, that my age. God. Yeah. I had a Steve Francis Rockets jersey too. I love the blue, Steve Francis. The blue pen strike? No, uh, no, no. It was red, like right before he got dealt. The the one okay. that Tracy McGrady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had a T Mac jersey eventually too. I had I had the Yao Ming blue one that you're talking about. Okay. But yeah, I never had Allen Iverson though. Everybody had Allen Iverson. That was the other one. At least from for like obviously Weston had like a slight age gap. That yeah. was my generation. Was AI and KG. Well, what was huge for me is I I can never have one. I, I'm still go back and look for them now, but they're they're very tough to find. The rare is the uh, questions, the question mids, uh, the Iverson Reebok shoes. Oh, okay, I'm not a shoe guy at all. Yeah, right? so those like they're, they're like one of my favorite Reebok shoes. Like Reebok doesn't make a lot of great basketball shoes, but that was one of them. And those were so popular at the time too. But um, my number seven, uh, this came out in 2000, just like every, everyone else, I think was was uh, all the craze. Uh, Razor scooters, you know, I don't really have a coordinated bone in my body. Like when it comes to like extreme sports, roller skating, snowblading, skiing, that sort of thing. Um, Razor scooter was fun, but not very good. I could do, I could do a little bunny hop, uh, maybe a little like twirl, like kick the thing around and, and land on it, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but other than that, that was just fun to kind of roll around with. And then again, like if you held on to it, great second life. When I was living in New York, You'd see all these like finance like bros and like suits and their you know satchel over the shoulder uh, work bag, just riding along on their scooters and then like hopping on the subway a couple stops later. Oh, okay. I didn't know that scooters were, yeah. became a thing again like that. I had a scooter, but I don't think I got the razor. I forget what one yeah, of my you parents knockoff. Yeah, I don't know. I cannot remember what it was, but I remember like it was like oh, okay. I'd rather ride my bike. Like, it just wasn't me i guess i think it's because it wasn't razor that i wasn't as excited about it right your brother probably got the razor right no no although i will say as a quick <laughs> aside like we we got so when i got my first cell phone i was 16 years old and i think it was the juke and you, do yeah. you remember that thing it was like, I, I think i'm familiar yeah so we both got it for christmas and my parents decided to play well i think my dad decided to play a joke on me my mom wouldn't have done this he op- he got his at the same time as me so he was 13 so he opened it up and i was like wait, where's mine? Because my parents always did this thing. If we got the same gift, you open, open it at the, at the same, same time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So for, this is going to happen. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, oh, and then my dad was like, and I think my mom actually went along with it now that I remember. My dad goes, oh, well, you know, you're getting the car because you're, you know, you're 16, you can drive now. So we figured we give him the phone so that way 
he can call if something comes up or whatever, and then you have the car. Wow. Okay. That like, is a great dad move. Like the, uh, I, I, I revel for those moments. I can't wait for those moments. And I got a good story like that coming up a, a little bit later. Um, so frustrating. So yeah. that was. So what, what's your number six? Number six is Xbox. So uh, as you mentioned, like the Xbox. Now we got games mm-hmm. through the years, and I think I don't know if we got Halo right away with it. We might have, but I this this is something that should be higher on the list because Xbox was such a, a source of entertainment for years for my brother and I. Between Halo, and a game changer too. I think it was like a big game changer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Xbox was outstanding. I wanted PlayStation too. I did not have PlayStation. I've actually never had PlayStation. I will get PlayStation Five. But I was like, when we got this, like, what is this? We don't understand. Like, we want a PlayStation. What is the it? Controller and- was like big and bulky. This has never heard of it in my life. We were kids when this came out. So, but you know what? My brother and I loved NFL Street through the years. NBA Street was a fun game. There was, I mean, mm-hmm. Slugfest, all this different stuff. Um, Halo was great. Yeah, I, I like it. It deserves to be higher on my list, but at the time. I was like, I was like kind of thrown off even more than I was by the Jason Terry jersey. So I can't put it that high in yet right now. See, I, I love it. I think that was great. And as a child of divorce, uh, I got for a long time like every new system from compete from competitors. And the mm-hmm. one was at my mom's house and one was at my dad's house. So this was at my dad's house, the Xbox and Halo on the first night. And I'm trying to think of what's like the the second level or like first level the flood is it the flood where you have all the spiders coming uh, at you stop, i remember I playing that at like midnight lights off like freaking out in the basement i couldn't couldn't handle it the flood is straight nightmare fuel i hate the flood like i, yeah. I, still, I still wouldn't play like I, I hate that man that was we, my brother and i like had to play that those levels with the other one in the room especially my brother yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so number six, this was a great gift. Uh, my, my parents, my relatives couldn't, you know, buy me enough of these. They thought it was great. They thought it was educational. It was fun for me. Uh, they were probably hoping that I would turn into like an engineer or a contractor or something like that. But uh, no, I just type on a, on a keyboard all day. I'm talking about like anything Lego related. Uh, specifically, I got a couple things pulled up here uh, that were a, a big memory for me uh, as, a, as a child here. So uh, first and foremost, uh, we have the uh, Lego brick set space UFO alien Avenger interstellar starfighter. Uh, so th- these were two different sets that I got. So I don't know if you can g- get a look at that. Zoom in if you can. Uh, it's got these really cool green uh, kind of like glass orbs at the top. You got your circular uh, saucer and a couple different uh, plates that you can kind of put on there as well. You get all the cool alien Legos there. Loved it. A uh, big favorite of mine, that whole Alien uh, Starfighter series. Uh, also, what am I looking for here? No. Oh, just giving something Ooh. away. This. This was also what I was looking for. Uh, the Skull's Eye Schooner. Uh, this was from 1993. This might have been a gift that my brother and I shared. But at 1993, I don't know if you can look at this here. Uh, and if I can just, like, bring this up. Here yeah. we go. Much bigger. Look at this set. Just, yeah. like, the, the detail in it. Was top notch. Obviously, this we're buying this used here, but um, you know, I, I don't even know as a kid. Like, you know, you build it, then you take it apart, and then you want to kind of like create your own things. I don't know if you're a big Lego guy, Nick. I was not a Lego guy whatsoever. I think I got some Legos through the years, but I think my parents found out. I don't, I don't think my dad was a Lego guy either, so that was part of why. So my brother was, but my brother was never bringing to it either. So oh, you know, you get the Tupperware containers, and they're all sorted by your three by twos and your four by twos and your double blocks and your big one. And like you have them all kind of sorted like your own little toolbox. So when you, you're ready to build something on your own, create something, you got all your tools there properly sorted. 
goes into my anal retentiveness way back in 93. I think you are in the majority in the DSG. I haven't asked the other guys about Legos, but I feel like most of the other. I don't know, maybe. So I think, you know, maybe it's sort of dying off at, at you know, like I'm 33. You're what? You're going to be 30, 29? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be 30 next year. Yes, let's not yeah. rush that process. No, okay. So I, I was just, just got to get the ballpark right. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that was like a different generation. Yeah, maybe it just like Legos kind of dropped off a little bit. I don't know. They might have dropped off a little bit, but they're still around. So they couldn't have dropped off that yeah. much. Oh, yeah. And Doc, Doc, well, Doc's older than well older than you, so he loved Legos too. I don't know. Yeah, but my brother, he's probably my brother's age. I think he's, yeah, somewhere in, yeah, I think he's around that. Maybe a little younger. I'm not certain. But either way, I'm not, I'm like, I, the Lego, like, I get it why people love them. They just were not for me. I don't know. I just never yeah, did hey, much. Hey, hey, not for everybody. You know, right. what are we going to do? But that was your number six. So that yes. brings me to my number five. And look, McFarlane has done, he's gotten better and better over the years. But man, when he came out with his uh, athlete action figures, I, like we had started, you grew up with starting lineups, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I had that for a portion yeah, it's of like my home job. alone. Yeah, right. Like, when he's like shooting the BB guns and stuff. And, they, and those got better through my childhood. But then starting lineup became just flat out irrelevant when Todd McFarlane got into the game and started doing baseball players and basketball players and all this. And I still have Roy Halladay at my place, Brian Wilson at my place, which is a, which is a great one. I forgot who got me that one. Uh, Jim Edmonds as well, which is probably – Jim Edmonds is, is him like diving, catching a ball. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. That's probably the coolest looking one and my favorite one right now that I have from that from the years. But at the time, my absolute favorite one that I got was Michael Red from I the Milwaukee Bucks. I have, I have so many questions about this. One, why is this number five? Two, why Michael Red? Why not Jim Edmonds? Why not Brian Wilson? Like those are baseball players. Like I get that like connection to you. Well, okay. I don't know if I got Jim Edmonds at Christmas. Brian Wilson, I got when I was older. I just remember as a kid that I I, like for some reason I've always like had a thing for the Bucks. I mean, I still have a Bucks hat. I loved Ray Allen when he was there, and then it kind of translated over to Michael Red when he came around. Even though he's an Ohio State guy, and I've always hated Ohio State. I don't know. I mean, he's a, he's a three-point shooter, knocked down three-point shooter, lefty, yeah. he's weird, different, um, and he's on the Bucks. So, I, and it was better than the Xbox he got the year prior. I rem- I was well again like the the Xbox in the grand scheme of things probably should be number three on this list for me. But like in terms of the surprise and how like how awesome it ended up being. But I'm th- like, with some of these, I was like when I opened it on Christmas Day, how did I feel about it? And then how did I feel about it afterwards as well? Is also a factor. Michael Red, I was so happy when I got it. I didn't think I was gonna get it because like you don't see those stores around here. It's not it's not yes, like that. Yeah. So it's just I he was one of my he was at that time my favorite basketball player. I think it went from it went from Ray Allen to Steve Francis. T Mac was always important to me. Then Michael Red, and then I I don't know. Like after that, it was like Brandon Roy, maybe Paul Pierce, Brandon Roy, and then uh, Paul George, who has oh god, that is I don't want to playoff pay yet. I, I just think it's weird, like the the action figures that you don't play with that you just kind of keep up, you know, and stand up. Like I I never got the Funkos. Like I never understood like these the McFarlane action figures yeah. and things. Like that just never hit me. Uh, maybe the, like you with the Legos. The, the okay, yeah. So here's the thing. Like so with with the McFarlane like, action figures now, they definitely articulate better than they did with the, Michael Red. He barely moved, and he's just dribbling too. He's not even shooting, but. To me, I don't know why, but I love, I appreciate the detail. Like, it, like if you get something that re- looks re- looks really cool and it doesn't move as much, I'm okay with that. I don't know why. I, as a kid, Wes, I would have like I'd be watching a show and I'd have all my Power Ranger action figures like lined up around me. My grandmother, I remember, used to tell me that all the time, like how I used to do that. 
I don't know why, but that's just what's yeah. I just I don't know. I think once you get those sort of things, especially you know, as we get older, you just like, all right, you get it, and then you put it on a shelf, and then you just forget about it for twenty years. I guess so. I mean, yeah. I look at it, and it's like to me, it's like it makes you think about the character. But obviously, that's why I'm. Yeah, yeah. Toy. I mean, I guess I guess I, that's just how I see it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that's why you're not one of the toy boys. Uh, yes, that's that. That is a great point here. All right, so my number five. Uh, this is actually something that that the toy one half of the toy boys can probably relate to uh, is Beanie Babies. Uh, I was a huge Beanie Baby fiend as a kid, so anything that you could get me, I, I you know, I had a whole bunch. In fact, up until. A couple of years ago, I think Jules made me throw them out because I was still holding out hope that they're uh, going to be worth something. I had a couple, like I had a Princess Diana bear, I had Erin the Irish bear, I had Valentino the the va- the white Valentine bear with the red heart on it, uh, Spangle the American flag bear, Righty the Republican elephant. My brother had the the donkey, the Democratic uh, donkey uh, that had like the, the patches, like the flag patches on the butt. Uh, you know, like I, I had all of those and like, I loved them. The McDonald's things when those, those were coming out, like the McDonald's beanie babies and the happy meals. I got so fucking fat from <laughs> going through the drive through getting the happy meals and trying to get like the little beanie babies there. Uh, and again, this goes into like the same type of thing as like the toys, right? Like, again, I didn't do anything with them. I had little like special collector things to go over the, uh, yeah, yeah the, I had that too. The, the cards or whatever, the tags. Um, and I kept thinking that was going to be like my retirement fund up oh. until maybe three years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, that? I'm still not completely sold that they're not. Well, I mean, you never know. Stuff comes back. I mean, like, well, Pokemon's never gone away, but I still have my Pokemon cards in my parents' attic that I need to sell at some point. Maybe I'll give some to Shine too, but I have a lot of pokemon cards still but yeah uh, see, i'm just i'm just waiting for it i had beanie babies too wes i remember the one my favorite one was uh named hope and it was i got it for first communion it was my prayer beanie baby with a little bear i just thought it looked so cute and it was uh, in my, my my room with my brother forever forever with that thing i had other ones too but that was the only one but it did have uh, the only one that i remember but it had the i had that same thing the you set it up on your bed uh then it would be you your brother uh and then the bear just you know praying together at, at bedside before yes know, that's that's exactly what we did yes I, that's the image right. i got in my head that's a good image it's a that's uh, a that's a pure image <laughs> yeah sure we'll, we'll fine we'll leave it at that then <laughs> um okay so you what do you got for your number five? My uh, so actually, Michael Red was my number five. I'm on oh, number yeah. four. We actually at one point at Christmas time got a Papa shot for my house. Mm. My it was in my parents' Door basement, or just one. It was just one, but it kept score. So like it would, it, you would be able to do two players at once. Yeah, sure. Yep. And my like again, I've said it. My dad was a child too. He has, he still has bubble hockey at his house. He has a ping pong table. Um, and we had, uh, we didn't always have the ping pong table. We before had a pop shot set up in his in the basement, and to, like that's just one of the coolest things ever. I mean, it was. I did not appreciate that enough as a kid. I will admit, but it was it was so much fun. And my I, my brother absolutely loved that too. No, so I think with with my number four and your number five, I think those are great um, uh, uh, sleepover items. You know, like you have a couple friends over. You know, you watch the movies, you're getting hopped up on soda and pizza and stuff, and you're playing Papa Shot all night long. And I, yeah. it kind of goes into my number four, uh, the Mylek mini hockey set. So that was a little bit of the cheapo cheapo brand one. So it wasn't the Bauer or like some of the the higher end ones, the NHL certified ones, but. These were great. You have two or three friends uh, sleep over your house. You have the mini hockey set and you just have 
you know, knee hockey tournaments in the in the living room or in the basement are all night long. It's a great time. Is that peg hockey? What what do you mean peg is hockey? That, is that like where they have the little like stand-up guys and they're on a rink and then they like you No, can... no, these are actual mini hockey sets and you have little mini ha- like the like the card stick sort of thing. Oh. And you have like the little like rubber foam uh puck that you just kind of you know it's like a soft puck and you can just play it in-house, it doesn't break anything, and you're on your knees. It's like knee floor hockey. Did you ever play like street hockey or anything like no, that? No, I can't, like I said, I can't, I can't skate. Uh, I can't roller skate like that. My coordination's there. Like I am not a hockey guy whatsoever. Uh, one of my childhood friends ended up growing up to grow, grow up in the NHL. And it was like, we grew up to like going to Gallo ice arena together. He's skating circles around me and I'm using, I'm on like milk crates. Just trying I to didn't stand know up. That. Right. Yeah. Mark Fain. Yeah. Mark Fain. He played in, uh, oh. uh, the New Jersey devils and, uh, bank. No Edmonton Oilers. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah. I can't believe you've never told me that ever. Oh, you know. Oh, anyways, um, I, I remember I never I wasn't a skater, but I remember playing hockey in my driveway sometimes. My brother, my dad, and I had like goalie gear at one point, and it was really bad goalie gear. And I remember getting hit sometimes. Like, I don't know how people do this. I'm done, I'm out. Like we did it a few times, and that was it. No, no, no thanks. But no, you know, growing up in Massachusetts, and again, like a lot of the kids in my town were like big hockey heads, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. everyone looked at my dad and they were like, you're not raising your sons to play hockey. What's wrong with you? You're un American, you know? And it's like, which ne- neither one of us could skate. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Skating is skating stuff. I, I was I, a basketball I, fan too in the winter. That was my winter sport. Yeah. That was what I played too. I wanted to play hockey at one point, but I think I, like I, it was too late when I decided to like, maybe give it a shot again. And it's like, my dad was like, yeah. my, my parents were like, you don't know how to skate. And my dad loved basketball too. So he wanted me to play, but, uh, but yeah, so my so that brings us to my number three, which I do have a picture of me on the day that I received it, and I believe this was in college, and this will bother some people in the oh DNA, boy. but this is before I could connect the goatee, and oh, this wow. is back when I was like 200, 205 pounds. Now I walk around like 185. I was going to say, you look a little more gaunt now. You know, your, your, your cheeks look filled out in that photo a little more. Yeah, well, that was back in my playing days when I wanted to... I wanted to weigh a lot more, you know. Well, yeah, you were still still mid cycles, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, big ass equals gas. So like I, so I, it, that's is why. That, I, is that a baseball saying? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I might I might have got it wrong, but you know, you get the point. Um, big ass equals gas, or is that just something you use in life, like outside of the baseball field? It's definitely a, more of a baseball thing. Oh, by the way, did you, you must have loved that Big Ten thing that I said in the group chat. The the thing I told uh, Mac about uh, what is it? 10 and 11 girls in the Big Ten are hot, and the 11th girl goes to Northwestern. Oh, I saw – I see. I didn't understand. I, I think I misread that or there was oh. a typo in there, so I didn't fully understand that. But, yeah, I would imagine North, Northwestern, you got, you got a good amount of talent there. We do now, but when I was recruited there, the guy who was bringing me on, he told me that. So, I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. I mean, it's – it's it's not, it's not a state school, though. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not Ohio State uh, or Michigan or something. My, my buddy Matt went out to visit Chicago uh, after we graduated, and he saw the campus and whatnot. And he was like, dude, this is – like, he couldn't believe it. So, it's, it totally changed when I got there. Yeah. And the, even the senior told us but anyways uh, that's that's beside the point the theracane is my number three which i actually found out about in the course of uh my training for baseball and everything and i still own this thing and i will never get rid of this thing i'll have forever until it breaks which i don't think it will 
And this is for like massaging tough spots and everything. And I've I'm seen you bring that into our old, the old studio there. Yeah. So I, I, I love it, Wes. I mean, I, I, can I definitely get some like tightness up top Yeah. And, and, you know, cause I do a lot more chest than I used to back in my playing days, which I never did back then. Um, but it's, I, I honestly, I recommend if you're like, that is a gift for everybody that has like back pain. Well, I think what, what's great too is like, are, do you use like Theraguns or anything like that? No. Oh, see that that's a if you want to upgrade, get get like a Theragun or um, you know, I got Jules a uh like a massage ball. Like, you know, sometimes she'll like lay on like a lacrosse ball or something mm. for her lower back or like her hamstrings or something, but this is like a vibrating ball. Um oh. and it's great for that uh that sort of thing. Hmm. Or, or you know, a little, little extracurricular activity as well. Maybe, maybe a little fun for both of us. Who knows? I don't know if I'm ready for the vibrator game yet, but yeah, no, no, it, it does make a huge difference, though. I'm sure it does. Yeah, I haven't. I've I've thought about getting stuff that like like the automatic massage thing, the shiatsu stuff, to just mm -hmm. to why not mix it in. But I, I've never pulled the trigger on it. But that's my number three, the Theracan. And seriously, like if you guys are looking for something, if you do a lot of chest and you get tight in your up, I get tight in my upper back, and I have to massage my chest as a result, and that thing always always helps. Yeah, in the shoulders, right? In the I always wear it, all the stress in the shoulders and the neck there. Um, mm -hmm. My number three, Nintendo sixty four. Uh, again, another system. Uh, this was something that, again, as a child of divorce, is something my, my dad got for me. So every time I'd go over there, uh, that's that's what we would have to play. GoldenEye, Wave Runner 64. Uh, those were like the two games that came with it. I think Super Mario 64 came. Not a big you know, Mario guy. I don't really care too much about that. But GoldenEye, Wave Runner 64, Cruising World or Cruising USA or whatever it oh, was. Yep. Uh, those, those three games were you know must-haves for me. Love the Wave Runner. Love GoldenEye. Did you? So when I, I never owned Super Smash Brothers, but I had a bu bunch oh, of friends. Yeah, oh, of course, Super. Uh, yeah, my my bad yeah. on that. One. We yeah. played that a ton in college. So we played yeah. that on the road a lot. That was. I, I know a lot of people say Mario Kart is the best, but uh, I, and you know, Goo will say. I think it's Goo, right? Goo and Rossi will say yeah. Diddy Kong Diddy is the best. Kong. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers is the absolute best N64 game ever, period. I can play that with anybody, anytime. I'm always down. That That yeah. is my favorite. Many a college night was uh, wasted in front of uh, a small little box TV screen playing uh, 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 Super Smash Brothers. But what we used to do is we used to put four and all on CPU and like bet on uh so, you know super smash or, or mario kart or something like that and play like drinking games and that sort of thing so that was also kind of fun that's amazing now who was your character of choice in smash uh in smash i was um captain falcon uh the falcon punch usually yes big big uh or i was also uh is it i'm gonna blank on it no metroid prime metroid there uh, samus samus yes I never uh, with like the chain and then you can kind of whip them. Yeah. So I, with Falcon, if I could ever land a Falcon punch, I mean, that was great. But I mean, especially as you got older guys knew how to avoid that, especially when he's announcing the move, but yeah. his up B move to catch somebody and yes. then explode them. Like yes. Oh my God. Yep. I, I get people on that all the time. Falcon was the absolute best. Yeah. So th those two were, uh, were my favorites there. I need to play that game right now. I wish I had it. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. All right. So my number two, I don't have a picture of me opening this and I would have gotten this right around actually would have been freshman year i think it was i got this so this is actually you want to talk about me looking gaunt i think i was the same height at this point this is when i was a freshman in uh in high school at westport and oh, um yeah so let's see uh yeah i look my i think my eyes are closed in this picture but oh i just realized that my what bad i realized I zoomed in, <laughs> oh boy zoomed in a little too hard there um so anyways um so yeah so it was a rawlings customized glove 
And uh, all right, sorry, I'm getting all, all messed up with this. It was a customized glove that had my name on it. It had my number. It had an American flag on it. Now, here's the problem, Wes. On the, you can see the three on my uniform there, yeah. right? I was, so I was 31 all through high school. That's my freshman year on varsity. John Lester or any? Uh, my, I was uh, Mike Piazza. Mike I, wore, Piazza. I started wearing yeah. it as Mike mm -hmm. Piazza, and I always kept it as that. But then I, but I switched um, before high school to number 22 to Mark Pryor, and that's the same model glove that Mark Pryor wore. Mm -hmm. So, that, but when I got to high school, I didn't realize there was somebody who already wore number twenty-two on the team. Yeah, oh, and yeah. he was a junior. He was not going to give that number give up. It up. Yeah, nope, no shot in hell. So I was wearing a number twenty-two glove, and I'm wearing number thirty-one. So I looked a little bit like most people didn't know, but I, I, you know, I was like, oh, geez. you felt it. Yeah. Are, are yeah. you? Uh, are you? Did you bring your hands over the top, or were you uh, kind of more in like a Pedro Martinez? And then go to the sidestep. Like, what? What was your delivery? Uh, I was. Like? I was a. I eventually went over the top. I did not initially. I think right before I went to college, I started going over the top. But I was always. I, I normally just kept it still. Mm -hmm. But my pitching coach, the pitching coach I saw in high school, decided, "Oh, let's change it up." But by the end of it, I just preferred to go out of the stretch because it was just so much simpler. But yeah. Who who was the uh, journeyman pitcher who had the high socks like like you're wearing? Who played on the Red Sox and the Royals? Bird and who would bring his arms back down like old school and then yes. kinda, like, you you kind of have that vibe going when you're on the mound right there in that photo. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Well, yeah, I'm what was his first name? Do you remember? It was it was Paul Bird, and what Paul he would Bird. also do too is he wouldn't just do the swing. Sometimes he would mix in a double swing to kind of throw off a hitter's oh, timing. Oh, see that that's great. Then you're not yeah. ready for that. I like yeah. that. That's gamesmanship right there. I eventually switched off of that glove before high school ended to a Reebok glove like Josh Beckett had. Mm -hmm. uh, and my, but my brother wound up wearing that glove, I think, when he was a senior in high school, when he turned into the best pitcher and the best catcher on the team, which was a little bit problematic at times. Oh, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. That's my number two. Okay. So this – my number two is my favorite, um, like, tangible gift that I received. It, it make more sense when you hear my number one. But this is a combo gift, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, six-and-a-half-inch white ranger legacy figure <coughs> excuse me in combination with the mighty morphin legacy white ranger saber talking tiger saber role play toy which Ooh. now values for six hundred dollars on ebay you might have seen it if you're watching the live stream here i uh, brought it up uh so that's that's what you're talking about here uh maybe that's i nice. can pull this up a little bit more here uh and, and that's what you got. And it actually gives a little bit, you know, you can talk to it, gives out a little bit of noise. It's it's actually, you can wield with it and play with it and stuff. So it's like much like a lightsaber. You, know, you can bring that out into the your imaginary LARPing uh, scenarios. Uh, and, and that works out great for you. But the reason why I love that six and a half inch White Ranger uh, uh, toy so much was that what I found out after the fact, what my mom had to do to go through this. That was obviously like the most popular, hottest toy of the year. Every kid wanted it. Power Rangers, you know, that they had those um, smaller ones with the uh, heads that could flip, right? So it's yeah, like I had those. Helmets, and then you had like the regular head that would flip, and you like pull down the belt buckle or something, and it would flip over. Uh, but this one was like this. This one was a little bit bigger. It was a little bit sturdier. It had a lot of articulation points on it. Um, I think it was wrist, elbow, shoulders, knees, feet, hips. You know, so you had had fingers. A, Maybe maybe fingers too. Because I might have had some of those, but not the White Ranger. Uh, I, I I think you're right too. I think I think it did have fingers. Now that yeah, I think, I, think I had it those. Sold out everywhere. Toys R Us, KB Toys, you name it. My mom told me, and this may be like a lore thing, like she's just like building up her like mom lore, but that she was waiting on the docks uh, for this like boat shipment to come in with a bunch of other parents that had 
like these vouchers so at like 6 a.m or something to get their hands on the story and to her credit she got it i had it yeah. i loved it and i believe that she probably worked her ass off to get it i don't doubt that but yeah to that same degree i i, I bet she put in a lot of effort but waiting yeah. down with a voucher and like all these other parents down there like waiting in line for it Hey, you know, the things you do for your kids. Yeah. I mean, right. God, looking back on it too, it's like, I feel bad sometimes. Like how much I asked from, from my parents for. So oh yeah. Just, yeah. Well, yeah, you're a kid. You, you have no idea of what like money is or like what it takes to get, pull these things off. Yeah. I, and I just can't believe, I, I just hope that, I mean, it's gotten a lot easier as, as our parents, you know, as we got older and, and as we you know, when we become parents, it's gotten a lot easier and it will be easier to get these gifts. But I am stunned at some of the gifts that my parents got. That's why like Michael Red is so high on my list. Cause it's not like, you're not going to find Michael red around here like that was kind of my point it's not today where every mcfarland toy that comes out is available pretty much everywhere that's true you can't just go on the internet yeah right then they could but my dad wasn't like this tech guy yeah but i'm sure it wasn't as savvy or as seamless i'm sure you're they're probably worried about like credit card hackers and things like that yeah exactly all that stuff all that so my last one on my list is actually a gift that i gave and the reason I have it, I have it on here, so so you guys can see it. Uh, what it looks like, brand new. This is an All Star Catchersmith, which I actually own one now, and it was my. This was my brother's. I think this was the one that he got. This was a, the second one that he got. I'm pretty sure he got three, maybe four through the years. The first one that he ever had, though, I got, and I think I don't. I think this is not that one because that one broke. But I use them for my lessons now. The reason that's my favorite gift is because I bought that for him, and it was like. It was like a $300 glove, $350 glove. It's the, the all-star catcher's mitts are top of the line. No questions asked. Like, yeah. The rest of the stuff, whatever. I don't even know if they sell their other mitts. And I got it for him, I think, as he was going into his freshman year of high school where he was going to be able to be my catcher. And I remember him being so excited for it. And it was to the point, Wes, where that was like, you know, that was the most expensive gift either of us got each other. Sure, and, yeah. And years later, he still like he still cared about it so much that he tried, he got me like the couch that I own in my place. Yeah, he bought yeah he bought that one, the couch for me because of that. Now it was oh. a little more obviously the, the the prices are a little bit different, but inflation though you know probably yeah. equals out. But he did it be, like he never forgot because of that. And to me like that was just like I'll ne- like that was I'll never there'll never be a better gift. Period. Nick, this is why there uh, I will never outdo you in good guyness uh, because you're top Christmas gift from the childhood is not even a gift that you got yourself, but you gave to someone else truly a selfless act that you're giving up your top spot. Once again, to your brother. I mean, it's actually serendipitous. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I actually thought about it earlier. I was like, God, I actually like, I might get emotional. It's cause it's he, how happy he was from it. Like it, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful it's, to hear. I, people, I might tear up and I haven't, you know, I don't <laughs> yeah, you don't cry ever. But seriously, like when you like when you give your put your heart into getting somebody a gift, like giving is better than receiving. And oh, it sounds like cliche. I mean, when you're doing it right, yeah, it absolutely is better to give than receive. Yeah, well, that's hmm. uh, well. That's I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'll make it like that one now well, yeah hey I, I don't know you said it not me you said it not me uh my number one again uh you know the mighty Morphin power rangers toys tangible things that might be my favorite gift uh this i teased it earlier i uh, talking about dad jokes and things like that uh so my father once again uh i was probably in about fifth or sixth grade so my brother's seven years older than me he's in high school or so um never gone to disney world so we go over to my dad's house Christmas night, maybe the day after Christmas. Uh, he has all these gifts set up, trees lit up with all the, you know, the presents under the tree and everything, all the, everything's wrapped. 
hands me a couple boxes, hands my brother a couple boxes. We open it up and it's like oatmeal or like an opened box of Cheerios or, you know, some like household items, like a box of raisins and things like that. And we're like kind of looking at each other confused. Like, all right, what's, what's going on here? And then they handed us another gift, which was like a book to a guide of Disney world. And they said, this is your gift. You're going to Disney world, uh, February vacation or something like that. Right. I think that's uh Martin Luther King day, right. In February. Yeah. Uh, so we, we went there and I was like, so super excited. Never gone to Disney world for that was the first time, but it was like my dad's joke. Cause you know, he wanted something else to like open up and also kind of play a joke because there was really no other gifts. Like that was the gift to open up. Right. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a classic dad move. And it was one step better than what he did when uh, my brother was in elementary schools, you know, still hardcore, uh, believed in Santa Claus was, was bought into everything all about it. And Christmas morning, uh, my brother comes down, grabs his stocking, and uh, finds coal uh, in his stocking. Jeez. My brother finds it. He is mortified. What did I do? I was a bad boy. I'm on the naughty list. What happened? And my dad, my dad, in like typical dad fashion, just, was just like, you know, everyone needs something to work on. You know, nobody's perfect. So that's why I love Oh, so they didn't get, my parents didn't get divorced uh immediately after that, but I think that was, you know, probably something in hindsight. My mom was like, all right, what are we doing here? It all makes sense now, Wes. Really I thought does. it hysterical. If it was me in that situation, it probably would have scarred me emotionally mm-hmm. uh, for, for some time. But I find that to be like such a dad move. It is like a dickish dad move. Because he said his great, you know, his father gave all their kids, all his kids, a uh, lump. You know, oh, lump of holes. I'm glad you never got one, Wes. You don't deserve one. No, no, no. Well, again, I was the younger sibling, so they uh you know got all their mistakes out on the uh, older child. Oh freaking bullshit how that happens, but it's so freaking true. Yeah. Oh, so trip to uh, Disney World, number one. That's a pretty damn good one. Hey, I would can't say. argue with that, right? No, I think that's gotta be your number one. If it wasn't your number one, then I would say you're spoiled rot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Unless the whole thing more from one, I, I can understand, like in hindsight, like that was your mom put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, and like I was such a huge Power Rangers fan at the time, like I was obsessed, crazy, crazy. A uh, couple honorable mentions I wanted to point out: uh, Pogs again, Goo Pogs uh, would love that. Who wasn't a big uh, Slammer fan? Um, Talk Boy from Home Alone Two really, really wanted to have that. That was a, a must-have uh, Christmas item. Tech decks. Middle school, early high school, who didn't love those little finger skateboards? Oh big, yeah, big those were awesome. Tech dudes too, right? Wasn't that the, like the, the the characters that were? I on think them? they eventually they spun off out of that. But I yeah, remember those originally just like the finger boards, and you had the half pipes and like those. the rails and everything. Yeah, um, the uh, Furbies or Tamagotchis or anything like that. Like those, those like any hot toy at the moment, I kind of had wanted. Uh, those, those are items there. Uh, but one of my favorite ones was the 1995 Buzz Lightyear Ultimate Talking Action Figure. Uh, so this came out right after Toy Story came out. And it was essentially like a, a real-life replica of, of the Buzz Lightyear toy. It had all the soundings to Infinity and Beyond. I'm Buzz Lightyear. All that stuff you could hit. Had yeah. the wings that came out uh, with like a little lights that flashed, you know, at the back and everything. So... Uh, really well done toy. Again, spitting image from uh, from from the Pixar movies. I never had a Buzz Lightyear toy. I was always the Woody guy in the family. Sure. My, my brother yeah. got Buzz Lightyear. But yeah, I do remember they had some pretty kick-ass Buzz Lightyear toys through the years. The only honorable mention that I would say that I have is when, uh, baseball cards. I, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love Pokemon cards. There was I was part of the Yu-Gi-Oh! phase, too, for a little while. But man... I, I still have uh, occasionally, in the, even this past year, when I've gone out to a store, like if they sell baseball cards, they're 
yeah, you know what? I'll buy a pack. What the hell? See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? It, it gets a little weird. Well, it's just, you know, you maybe you get a guy like, you know, I get a kick anytime like, I get Corey Kluber because like he trained at the same place local that I trained guy, at yeah. or that too, local guy too. But like he trained at the same place that I trained at for years. And then, Cressy? yeah, Cressy and then Syndergaard, same thing. Some of these guys, um, you know, Jay Haps, the Northwestern guy. So like different things mm-hmm. like that. It's for me, but then it gets weird when I start. When Bryce Harper got thrown into the mix, it definitely did get a little bit weird for me because, like, oh, hold up, like, because he's younger than you. Yeah, yeah, he's younger than me. He's in the league. I'm not out of college. Like, this is, you know, I got. I think once I got, he helped me get through that phase pretty quickly. Though. But, he, but yeah. I don't collect them like I used to. But th- th- those were always fun as a kid. God, I love baseball cards. J. A. Happ, former born brave. Was he a born brave? Yes, sir. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even. I mean, most so many of those guys played. Not game. not a lot of uh, pride in, in the uh, uh, Born Braves alumni. Uh, I believe there, there's Kevin Euclid. You got Jay Happ. Um, I think Darren Erstad, but not not a whole lot. The first, well, the first Commodore guy that I think of is uh, there's two guys that I know of that I played with in the league right now. There's uh, Farrell, obviously John Farrell's uh, yeah. son, and then but the big one is Reese Hoskins. Oh who, yeah, who was a beast back. Oh my god. I got yeah, and I think. Um, who else? I, I want to say Jacoby Ellsbury was a Commodore. That sounds right. I'm he was not either sure. a Commodore or a Cavalier. But then, you know, oh, and then really John Means too. He's an All Star too, uh, Major League Baseball All Star. But anyways, yeah, we're not here to talk about baseball. Yeah, former number one pick too, a couple of years ago, the catcher from the Orioles. Or oh the- crap, I don't remember his name. And he has a the, weird name. But the number a- three pick for the Phillies a few years back too. And then Braden Finnegan, the first ever pitcher to pitch in the College World Series and the actual World Series in the same year. We had the same host parents. They were his first host kid. Then he oh, left really? for Team USA Baseball. And then I came in and they told me who say that oh, before. Yeah, I remember you told me that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not him. So, <laughs> so um but anyways made up for, it for personality and wit, Nick. Yeah, th- th- thanks. So uh we've gone a lot longer than we normally do. So yeah, you want to just hop, hop over to this week in the DSG? Yeah, because I think we already talked about you know what's on our mind. I mean we, we had so many other things that uh we, we touched on in, in the trending now uh especially you know what was going on in the DSG of course uh if you're listening now uh, I believe in 30 minutes uh, or to an hour, the DSG top Christmas movies uh, on the hashtag dork podcast with shine Mac and goo and PCP to some sort of involvement. I believe they're, they're being involved. Uh, members yes. of that, that crew in there. Yes. And then uh, I don't know what the people's uh, people's sorry, people for communism podcast. I do not know what they're doing. You wrote that <laughs> every time you can't say it. I know it's a mouthful. They should, I know like they're look, I know they just go by PCP, but I just want everybody to remember mm. what they stand for, mm-hmm. what that podcast stands for. So that's why I read it in its entirety. So um, I don't know what they're doing this week. Do you? I'm not sure either. That's a good question. Uh, you know, probably something music related, but they, they have a busy week uh, for themselves. I think it's it's actually Billy D's birthday today. So I have, oh, have that's right. Billy they're doing D. some. They're doing whatever Billy wants to do for right, his so birthday. I think it's his topic. Uh, but a busy week for them because these also they're also going to be appearing on the top movie soundtracks of the 1990s with the Mac and Goo program, which I believe is already available uh, in audio and visual versions, uh, depending on what you prefer. That's right. Yep. I forgot they did that. And, then, and them pineapple boys, you know, we don't give them enough love. Uh, oh my God. Is Doc and, uh, you know, your, your boy Doc and Billy. Uh, so I believe they're on uh, episode four or five at this point, or going into episode five at this point. I, so I, I, I if you're a Slate fan, they're uh, they're doing the rewatch on that. So a uh, bit, bit of a niche program, but, you know, that could be, that could be, if you're into that sort of thing. I think those are two great people to go on that experience with. How's that? I, I, yeah, I think that's a 
good of an endorsement as you can give them. I and I don't watch the show, but I enjoy listening to them talk about it because they love it so much. And you're right, we do need. I'm surprised Doc hasn't mentioned to me that uh, we don't we don't mention <laughs> mention it. Uh, but yeah, that is that is uh, streamed on Thursdays and comes out on Fridays, the same day that TLDR gets to change my mind audio stream as well, and that will be live stream on Wednesday. 1 one thirty. Doc will be tweeting that out for sure. And don't forget to watch Doc's Twitch streams and Shimes as well and Davies whenever he's able to get to it. Yeah, and I think for next week, uh, one of the rare times that we've actually planned ahead, uh, we will have a brand new uh, movie to review. Uh, we'll mm. be going out and bearing the elements uh, for Wonder Woman 84 that will be in theaters, I believe, on December 17th. Um, and I think... I don't know about you. We watch this movie. Maybe we do an early review, something like that. Um, and then maybe we'll put it out ahead of time because, of course, that week is Christmas week. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's the way it works out anyways. We'll do it. Oh, oh, I get you. We don't do it on Monday. Right. Not do it on, on Monday the 21st per se. Got it. Maybe uh, like a more rapid one, like, a, like that Saturday. Maybe we see it on a Friday and then review it on a Saturday. Okay, I think that's... We well, talk about that off here. Either way, the people are getting Wonder Woman 84. Yes, exactly. We'll be talking about Wonder Woman 84 next week. So until then, Wes? Uh, same bat time, same bat place. <laughs>